Happy to have the head coach of the Bates baseball team, John Martin, with us in studio. And Coach Martin, it's exciting. It's it's, it's less than a month until you start your practices, and then you are starting your first game Tuesday the 19th. When did you actually travel down to Florida? Good morning. So good morning. it's good to be back. Absolutely. Um, we traveled down on the 17th, on Sunday the 17th. We're going to practice that afternoon and yeah. then uh, on Monday the 18th, and then and then tee it up on the 19th with Augustana. So, um, you know, we just talked over the break. It's a four-game set. Right. Um, I wanted a three-game set, but it just didn't work out with the amount of teams, the Division three teams that are there for us to play. So we're going to play a four-game set with them and then finish um, with Capital University out of Ohio. I've never played them before, but they go down this time of year to Florida every year. So um, competitive program. Both of them are competitive programs. and. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so this season, Florida trip, last year you went to California. I believe the previous year you also went to California, as I pull up the previous year's schedule. Yeah, so what prompted the move now to go to Florida instead, perhaps? Um, just something different. I, I, yeah. California was fine. It was a good trip. It, it, um, you get to play on the actual campuses of the colleges where you're visiting, so you kind of see the campuses. And yeah, um, I mean they're spread out all over the Southern California, Los Angeles area, so it was nice to to visit those places um, and check them out. But I don't know, two years in a row, I, I think the guys were just ready for something different, a little change, and um, the flight's a lot easier. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, no time zone difference. You know, a little. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of. Uh, uh, just something different. We'll see how it goes. I, I've done this trip with Russ Matt uh, many times in the future at, at other institutions where I was working, and um, it always was a success. So I figured let's give it a shot here and see how it goes. So that's really it. Do you have to set that all up yourself, the, all the details, where you're going to stay and all that? Or does yeah. do that for no, you? No, no, no. Yeah, I do all that. <laughs> that's the Division three you lifestyle. Sign that to he, him. He's, no, he no, is no, the no. director of baseball operations along uh, as the coach. Yeah, yeah, I wear many hats. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I set it all up in the fall. I do it in, like, September. Don't give him ideas um, about making me do that. Please. Yeah, right. I would not I'll be a good that, travel coordinator. I'll make that proposal at our next <laughs> uh, He'll be our, my travel agent. You don't want yeah. me doing that. Yeah. But, no, you know, it all works out, and I think – one of the things, too, was um, the flight situation. You know, going to Los Angeles, you're most likely to fly out of Boston because so, I like to fly direct. I'm, I'm kind of too old to do the layover thing anymore. <laughs> and um, I got direct flight, you know, from Portland. We're going to fly locally, and we go straight into our, uh, Tampa, and, um, you know, it'll be great. So Winter Haven and Auburndale are the two towns that we play in, and they're kind of in between the Orlando-Tampa area right there, so. Um, what the park we're opening up at against Augustana is um, Chain of Lakes Stadium, which used to be, um, I think, Red Sox. And I think uh, Cleveland Indians uh, played there. There's a lot of history in there. You Major, League the Major League there, was yeah. filmed there for yeah. a little bit in their spring training. So uh, old, musty ballpark. You get that kind of funky smell when you walk in. <laughs> and, um, you know, the shadows are awkward on the field. And there's pigeons up in the rafters. And, but it's a it's a beautiful ballpark. There's a lot of history in it. I mean, Hall of Famers have played on that field, and so it's a, it'll be a cool experience, I think, for the guys. After the five games in Florida, you come back here, and your first home game is March 23rd. But you do have some road games, some double headers uh, at Endicott and at MIT in March. Endicott is good competition. I know yeah. they're they're typically strong. MIT, I don't recall you guys playing them before. We've had them on the schedule the last two years. Oh, it's just been, it snowed, been out. snowed out. Yeah, yeah. Or, or last year it was actually it was like a high of like 
15 degrees, and we decided that wasn't ideal no. uh, yeah. for baseball. So um, MIT, funny story about MIT. Obviously, good program. Um, they're a regional-ranked team every year. Mm -hmm. um, their head coach was my first boss when I got in the game. So he hired me, um, and um, he ended up leaving and going to MIT. And then this was when I was at Vassar in New York, and then I uh, – I kind of rolled right into the position of Vassar. So mm. we have a history and a uh, good, very good friend of mine, obviously. And um, it'll be interesting to play against him. Yeah, See how yeah. it goes. Yeah. That is interesting. That should be a regular occurrence. I hope, uh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> could they ever come to Bates, you think? Uh, they could if it's later in the year. Later obviously. in the year. Yeah. yeah. He's not the kind of guy that would come up here uh, in March or, or <laughs> early April. Yeah, right. He's not waiting until May if he wants to come up. So the home opener is March 23rd, a doubleheader against Plymouth State, and then you get right into NESCAC action end of March at Tufts for three. And I know Tufts obviously uh, um, always a, you know a tough competition. And last year, you know you they, they came here and you got uh, the win you needed. I know you guys would have preferred to get two and win the division, but you got the win you needed there with Nolan Collins shutting them down. Probably the best performance of the season by any Bobcat pitcher, I would say. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, well. I guess that I mean, as far as the start goes, I think Shapiro yeah. getting three oh, saves in a weekend was, that, was yes. probably <laughs> as far as the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't get Nescat pitcher of the week, but Despite, we won't we won't was, get into that. That was crazy. I don't know that it's ever happened before, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, been a recurring frustration. The Nescat like ignores I mean, baseball. Yeah, reason. three three saves in, in yeah. less than twenty four hours, and, and no no big deal. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, happens every day. Right? I just I didn't see another pitcher in the Nescat that was able to do that personally, but no. you know. Yeah. It is what it is um shout out to chap he's my man yeah um but i you know tufts is good i mean they're always good coach casey who just got elected into the um neiba which is the new england intercollegiate baseball association he got into the hall of fame there and he's um which is a big honor for new england baseball mm -hmm. um he's a real deal the guy the guy has put together a legitimate program they're always competitive um they're very disciplined they're very good they're tough um he just he does a good job however um yeah we were able to get that win i mean they're beatable anybody's beatable in baseball these days so yeah um i think we'll be fine i i, I from what i can tell the guys have really worked we've put on some size and strength and um i think that we've got some talent i think we're going to be Deep on the mound um, again this year. I think that um, we've added a couple pieces to our lineup to help hopefully boost our average a little bit, which has been down the last couple of years. And um, I expect us to be right in the mix. Are there specific things you want them to do in the offseason for a baseball player compared to yeah. basketball? Yeah, they have a pretty strict regimen they stick to. Um, you know what? Everybody wants a, a program or something that's like the – the get rich quick yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and everybody wants to, you know, they, they see these major leaguers, just how their bodies have transformed over the last, I mean, look at 30 years ago, you know, major leaguers didn't look the way they do in a uniform now. Right. Um, so the workouts have really become enhanced and, and, um, the, the, the regimens and the strength coaches and just how they train for the season. And our guys are no different. I mean, um, I want our guys to hit the weight room really hard and, and not just so they look good on the beach, but I also, I, I mean, it's going to help you be a better baseball player and become a better athlete. Yeah. So we really work on, um, um, core strength, um, pitchers. We work on flexibility and pliability. We work on, 
um, uh, some rhythm in their in their body and, and some some good footwork. Um, I always tell pitchers that you know if you can dance, you can pitch, and it's really true. Uh, fortunately, most of them can't dance. Um, <laughs> we're working on that, but <laughs> pitching has rhythm, and it's and and so they work on on some of that. And um, you know, anytime you give them a, a regimen or a workout to do, you know, it's all independent motivation. They have to do it. I can write up everything they want and give them all this information. How they apply it is really all that matters. So. Um, when you get to college, though, that's what it's about. I mean, it's it's if you want to be here and you want to play, then you know you got to motivate yourself somehow, some way to get in there and do it. So, and then um, you know, previously being at Vassar <laughs> and building that program, now at Bates, it's going to be your third season at Bates. In terms of the, the challenges or maybe your strategy of building this program, how's it similar to Vassar? How you see it be different from Vassar, perhaps? Well, uh, the NESCAC's different. Um, only playing 12 conference games, um, which is wild. Um, basically, every weekend is is detrimental to the end of your season. Sure. So do or die. It really is. So you know, you go you go one and two or zero oh and three the first weekend. Your back's already against the wall, which is kind of strange for baseball. That's not normally how baseball schedule works. Yeah. You know, they, the baseball schedule is forgiving to the to the point of. You know, you can still drop a few games and and still be in the mix and have a chance. So, as far as that goes, it's it's odd. Um, <clears throat> I think the recruiting is a little different, um, similar in ways, but different in ways. We're still looking for high academic students, but um, it's this is a little bit more New England based, I think, as far as Bates and the the student that we're going to attract. <clears throat> the NESCAC itself attracts students. I mean. We're the little Ivy, you know, like a lot of guys that are looking at Ivy and Patriot League schools and then um, they realize that a smaller school is a better fit for them. They're looking at NESCAC schools. There's 10 of us, so it's, it's highly competitive as far as recruiting goes. Vassar, I didn't have that, that logo to sell. I didn't have mm -hmm. that brand to sell. Um, we were in a conference called the Liberty League, and it just, you know, it just didn't appeal and didn't sell like the NESCAC does. Um but, you know, when it comes down to it, it's the same game. You know, I have a little a little system that I use to try to get them prepared and motivated and have some fun along the way. And, um, yeah, I, I, they're all they're kids when it comes down to it. And we're I, I want them to enjoy coming to work every day. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, if it's a drag and, and it's really you have to pry yourself off the couch or out of bed to, to come work out with your teammates, then, you know, maybe there's other things you should be doing. And they know <laughs> that. But, um yeah, we have a good time with it. I think we've, you know, I think we've come a long way in the in the first couple of years, and and still looking to grow and and expand as we move on. Yeah, what's the next step maybe for the program? Because you've had a back to back seasons, you know, seven and five, second place in the division, which has been good enough to make the NESCAC tournament. But what's next step to push you over that hump of seven and five? Cause it seems like that's been the ceiling in recent years for Bates, even before you got here. Well. That's a million dollar question, and I wish I had an answer. Yeah, the answer uh, you'd be uh, uh, you nine know, and three. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I, I, I don't know that there's a there's a secret formula to mm -hmm. this. I, I think it's you just have to show up and compete every day. And and for me, I mean, my job is to pre prepare and motivate. And if I prepare our team each, before we take the field each day, then you know, once the game starts, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. I mean, managing the pitching is probably the biggest thing I do. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, anybody can call it a bunt or hit and run or steal a base, you know, and those are just chances you take during the game when you think you have a yeah. shot. But other than that, man, I, I you know, I, managing the pitching is, is the biggest thing. So I just – I try to prepare the guys, and I want them to play loose. You can't play baseball up tight. we got to be loose. we got to have some fun. Um, you know, keep keep good energy and stay positive even when things are, are not going your way, um, which I think they've kind of learned that's my style and that's how I want them to do it. That's how I play the game. Yeah. Um, you know, control your emotion on the field. Body language is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Those are things we stress, you know, to, to try to get them ready. I'm curious how you utilize your assistant coaches. Is it going to be Tony Deschler yep. again and Jeff yep. Benson also? Yep. And yep. Jeff Benson obviously has been in the community a lot, whether it be at EL or, or Oxford Hills. But how do, how do you utilize them kind of? Well, Tony is our, our offensive guy, so he handles the pit, the uh, sorry not the pitchers. He handles the hitters uh-huh. um, and the infielders. Um, he basically runs the offense. I mean, Tony's been he's he's been around the game for a while now. He's a good player. He was played at Brandeis and uh, coached at MIT, um, coached at Elmira College in New York, and then came up to Bates with me. And, and uh, good baseball mind. Um, you know, he, he's just, he's all about the game and, and he, um, he loves to work with the hitters and, um, you know, I think he's, he's always looking to kind of tweak our offense and, 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 uh, make some adjustments and changes that we need to along the way. And, um, he, he also handles a good portion of the recruiting. Mm. Um, and then Jeff is, is local yokel guy. I mean, <laughs> he's a salty old Mainer, that's for sure. Um, I hope he's listening right now. Um, he's a good man. He's, he's retired now from being the athletic right. director at a couple local high schools. And, um, he's just, he's just an awesome human being and, um, loves, loves the guys, loves to help out. And he's a good baseball mind. He's been around baseball and right now he's officiating high school basketball. Yeah, so you may see him on the, on the basketball court around here, but um yeah he's a good one and and you know he's always welcome and and i'll keep him on staff as long as he's willing to help us out so yeah the kids love him i mean he's just he's good to have around he does a good job he helps with the outfielders and helps coach Dessler with the hitters too i feel like he brings some of that dry sense of humor oh yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely (laughs) yeah he's dry he's he's fun to have around So um, as we keep um, moving forward here, obviously I'm looking forward to not only the Bates baseball season, but the Major League Baseball uh, season getting started. And I know your team is Cincinnati Reds. Um, and in terms of, you know, how big of a problem do you think this is right now that these big-time free agents still haven't signed, which has caused an effect where other guys aren't signing either, and it's possible we might have, you know, labor strife in the future. Is this a concern for you from a big-picture big perspective kind of? Well, yeah, it always is. I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, anytime you hear uh, labor disputes or, or uh, MLB Players Association disagreements with the owners and this and that, it always is kind of like, oh boy, we, you know, it's a possibility we could have some a summer or a portion of the summer without baseball, and that's not ideal. That's I remember the '94 trying. strike. It I was, was awful. I was six years old, but I remember it. <laughs> I remember it absolutely. Yeah. It was awful. It yeah. was. Uh, like, what do we do now kind of thing, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I'd hate to see that. I don't, I don't want to see that happen. But um, are, are any of us really surprised that this is happening right now? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I mean, look at the situation financially Major League Baseball has created with no, you know, no salary cap and no salary limitations and the money's out of control and everyone wants a slice of the pie and – you know, if he's getting this, I'm worth that much. Look what I've done the last few years. Well, you know, I mean, look at it. I mean, I'm not really surprised with it. Um, 
I just I I always wonder like where's the money coming from for these guys and and obviously the owners I guess have just have endless resources but you know you go go to a uh besides Boston and, and New York I mean some of the go to a small market midweek game afternoon game and how many people are in the stands right in July yeah a lot of empty seats yeah right so I mean 162 games there was talk a year or two ago about shortening the season 144 to 144 right. i mean i don't want to see that because i'm a baseball nerd but the I more mean, games the better in my opinion. absolutely <laughs> right i mean so it's just kind of an interesting uh storm that they're in here that i i, I don't know i don't know what's going to happen but yeah i don't want to see that you know see everything shut down well, they, the they don't have the guaranteed money either that the, like the nfl has well no, no yeah. that tv contract they don't have oh, the same well so Major League Baseball, what they have is advanced media. What they it's called like BAM Tech, and they sold it to Disney. And so every team's rich. Like every team now gets a cut of that, and every team and and also local TV rights are huge in baseball. Right, right. So you get a ton of money from the local television. So the teams all have money. Like even the Oakland A's are rich now. It used to be, you know, when Moneyball was written, the, the A's were, as Billy Bean said, you know, they're the bottom of the barrel, right? Um, in terms of cash. No, even and then have, there's us. Right? Yeah, and then there's us. Right. Uh, well, and they us, revenue share. Right? And they have right. revenue sharing. So the, the and and actually the A's were one of the teams being. They were the Players Association filed a complaint against them and the Pirates and I, I want to say Tampa Bay uh, for not share not spending the revenue sharing money on on baseball but so even those teams even the quote-unquote poor teams have money now and that's that's part of the frustration like almost any team could afford to sign bryce harper they just won't like there's only three teams that want him right well weird. well but it's also i mean yeah when it comes to that you're right any team could probably sign bryce harper but yeah it's kind of like we can sign him but are, are we going to be able to build around him? Because, I mean, you know, one player can't win. That's correct. Is not going to win. Not like the NBA with LeBron. Games, right? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, exactly. It's complete opposite of, of most other sports, yeah. right? So it's kind of like look at anybody. The Angels with Mike him. Trout, and they've made the playoffs once with Mike Trout. Yeah. yeah. Best player <laughs> on the planet. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, that that's it comes into the GM's decision of, you know, we could have him and we may sell some jerseys, but. Then what? Are we going to have anything else to go with them? And it's, yeah. it's kind of putting together a, the perfect roster. Um, I mean, the Reds, you know, I'm a Cincinnati fan. The Reds signed Joey Votto. I love Joey Votto. But they're not winning with him. No. They locked him up for 10 years. But Franchise still, icon. Still, of course. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And he's and he's one of the best hitters in baseball. I mean, you yeah. can't argue that. But they're not winning games with him. They need more around him. He's got to have more players around him. Yeah. So, you How know. about uh, Marty Brenneman retiring? I, did you grow up listening to him? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, I grew up listening to him. And then when I was um, first got out out of the house and got on my own, um, I was I got out of Virginia and I was I was living in New York and and um, we always I used to always listen to Marty Brenneman on the radio and uh, when the Reds were on TV and when I was at home and and uh, my grandparents' house who they were about. They were 10 minutes from the Ohio border. They lived in West Virginia, in Huntington, West Virginia. And um, we used to go to Cincinnati sometimes when I was a kid. It's where I was born, so that's why I'm a Reds fan. But I used to listen to them. And <laughs> as we, um, as I started to move further away from that area, you know, I, I, I had to keep up with the Reds somehow. And so my first year on my own, 
I ordered the the MLB uh, extra innings package on cable, and, and oh, yeah. that was my big splurge with my minimal paycheck that I was getting. <laughs> and um, I used to always, you know, be able to pull up games and then listen to them on the radio. And that was always kind of his voice always kind of kept me connected to my childhood, you know, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, so to hear him, you know, yeah, I mean. The guy's, a, the guy's a, in that area, in that town, he's a living icon. He really is. So he's had a great career, long run at it. Yes. How many years has he been doing that? Uh, his 46th season coming How up. About so that? he'll be the broadcaster this year, and then he'll retire after the season. This will be his 40, 46th season as the broadcaster That's awesome. for the Cincinnati Reds. That's yeah. a, uh, all of us can only hope that that would so be. He got the job thing. when he was 36. So I have. Oh, uh, no, no. No, he got the job when he was, um, let's see, four. My math is so he got a job at age thirty because he's he's seventy six now, so forty six. So yeah, he was thirty when he got the job. So apparently, I need a major league team to call me right now. Uh, It'll I'm happen. Gonna, if I'm gonna <laughs> spend forty six years with one organization, It'll happen. keep doing what you're doing. Keep <laughs> so, doing what you're doing. But uh, yeah, so Marty Brenneman, congrats to him on his terrific career. And his son is his son's Tom Brenneman, right? Correct. Yeah, and he does yeah. a lot of broadcasting as well. Um, that's who I I mean I've heard him on national broadcast many times, uh, you know throughout the throughout I mean, the years and everything. Look so. at look at I'm just I just pulled it up real quick. Look at some of his career highlights. I mean, Hank Aaron's record tying 714th home run. Okay. Tom Seaver's only no hitter. Pete Rose's career 4192 career hit. Oh, okay. Tom Browning's perfect game in 88. Ken Griffey Jr.'s 500th and his 600th home run. <laughs> wow. Uh, Reds World Series victories in 75, 76, and 90. Yep. Uh, Roy Halladay's no-hitter against the Reds, obviously. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> Some of these happen yeah, against the Reds. Yeah. You know, Homer <laughs> Bailey's no I mean, look at that. That's pretty yeah. cool stuff. That's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. That- so, yeah, class act all the way. He was great to listen to growing up. Um, and I also, you know, I, I, um, I used, I love Vince Scully as a kid. He used to put me to sleep at night sometimes when I the would Dodgers uh, games, yeah. get the Dodgers games cause they were on late, you know, when I was younger and, uh, Vince Scully had a very soothing voice, uh, to listen to if you're a baseball fan, especially after a long day. Yeah. He, um, he, he obviously recently retired as well. And, um, the LA is kind of that's a whole other issue, but the yeah. Dodgers, no one yeah. can watch the broadcast in Los Angeles unless no. you have one like of the networks, like or one of the cable channels or whatever. But that's too bad because in the final years, you know, Scully was still at the top of his game, obviously before he retired as well. So, so with um, your your Reds, what moves have they made this off season? Uh, you, you, well, they had the big trade with LA. Yep. They got um, Puig. Yep. That'll be exciting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. Um, <laughs> a good player, obviously. You know, yeah. explode, dynamic player. Um, I think the fans there will be ready and ready for him and excited to have somebody of his character there and keep things interesting and um, have fun on he'll, the field, you know. He'll love that park. I mean, yeah. That's well, a, that is too. a hitter's park. I would, too. That is, um, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> it's funny how that, that happens there, too. Um Beautiful park, but but definitely a hitter's park. Um, I think you know. I think the I'm trying to think pitching move. Tanner Rourke. They signed Tanner Rourke. I think uh, in the off season. Um, I think that they've you know. I think they've done a they've done a good job. I mean, tried to make some moves. Um, you know, tried to uh, boost up their offense a little bit and, and get some players in there. It's just such a tough division. I mean, that division. 
Yeah. You know, the Cubs are obviously a force. I mean, Milwaukee's totally legit right now. I mean, there's some – it's just a logjam at the top, so I, I don't know what to expect. Cardinals um, are going to be really good this Cardinals year. Cardinals, they're always competitive. They're, yeah. I mean, they're never bad, you know. Well, so, those fans are not pleased um, because they've had a bit of a playoff drought, which they're not used to there. Yeah. And they went out and got Goldschmidt, who's going to be a, obviously a big factor in the middle of their lineup. So. Right, right. I, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's a, it's a really tough division. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. They're just not, they're just not in the same class right now as, mm. um, Chicago and Milwaukee. It's just, it's just a drop off after those top yeah. two teams. And, um, even to St. Louis, I think, but it's weird. You know, Pittsburgh's a team too, that they, they used to, yeah. you know, be right in the mix and they kind of dropped off a little bit, traded some guys, got rid of some guys. And, you know, the, the, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are, they're two towns that are baseball rich with tradition, but you know, competing with the the, the big market franchises now is is a challenge for them. Do you like the addition of the two wild cards from a few years ago? It, I do. It gives more teams chances. Yeah, obviously. it's more it's more do or die baseball for Ooh, us that to watch. One game, yeah, that that's for the fans. One game playoff. That's for the fans. <laughs> I mean, the, the, how intense are those games? Sometimes they're great. You know, yeah. I, I mean, so I think it's great. I'm I mean, it gives more teams chances and it gives us. You know, when it's do or die baseball time, like I'm at home watching that game. It's always time. interesting to one. see how you know 162 games, the grind of the whole season, and That's then you have one, one game That's to it. decide if you want to keep going. That's it. That's <laughs> it. it. It was fabulous being able to watch Maddie, who's a Yankee fan, just excruciating uh, nervousness <laughs> yeah. about. Oh yeah. I know we're going to be in the one game playoff. He said it all year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I, I it's it's interesting. Um. I love it. I think it's great. I love playoff baseball. I mean, one of the, the goals for my program every year is I say, we need to find a way to play playoff baseball. Yeah. You know, because then once you get there, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, it can come down to one game and, and come down to one inning, one at bat. I mean, wow. anything could happen. Let's roll the dice and go out there and do it. So our goal every year, and it always has been as long as I've been coaching, is Make it to the playoffs somehow, some way. Well, it doesn't and, matter. And last year, I mean, probably not a great memory to bring up, but that Amherst game was just excruciating for me to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was like dying so in being my living in the room. Dugout yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. that's playoff then, baseball right there. Yeah, of was, course. And then yeah. 13 innings or 12 innings, whatever it was, and then you have to turn around. You had to turn around and play at 10 a.m. the next day. Right. You know, so yeah. um, that was a tough one. That was a tough one to lose. Um, we We still got, you know. We still got cheated on that game. I'll just tell you that. Right now. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I'm trying. To, there was some controversy. It was a while. There was an illegal pitching change that the umpires oh. allowed, and and it. We don't need to get into the details, uh, yeah. but it did not sit well with me. And uh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, Jason Fine's listening right now. And, yeah. and he said, "Yeah, phantom injury on that pitcher. He's right. <laughs> that yeah. freaking game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow." Yeah, so he wants to get the killer. Well, the killer was that I I tried to I tried to play the game under protest and was not allowed to. So, oh. which I don't know how that's even possible, but that's what happened. So that's well, I did not realize all that because yeah. I think I was watching the web stream and the broadcaster I think had no idea what was happening. Why there was no, yeah, yeah yeah I've seen so, the, I've yeah. seen the video. So of I, that. I had no idea what was happening either. I'm like something's. Oh, there was on. a 20 minute delay. Yes, in the game. yes, and, there was uh, a 20 minute I, delay. I refused to leave the field until it yeah. was settled, and yeah, and so that was it. But <laughs> hey, you know what the beauty of baseball is? Is karma comes back around. Yeah, some point, right? somehow, yeah. some way, it all comes back around, and and we got to move on and get ready for this season. So.
Yeah, that was. It'll take care of itself. That was crazy, but yeah, yeah playoff baseball. Some bizarre things can happen even in the regular season. Of course, well, but, yeah, yeah, but just make any baseball program, no matter what level, play in your tournament or playoffs. Like you've got to get to that that situation where you're in playoff mode because just anything can happen. That's the beauty of baseball. Anybody can beat anybody else on any day. That's for sure. So going back to you know. The Wildcats this year, we've talked about some of the key returners, you know, Jack Aaron and, and Nolan Collins. Who are some other guys who you're really excited to see what they do this year? I'll tell you who's really impressed me positionally so far is uh, Dan Truly, who's a senior. Yes. Um, Dan's always been a, a good offensive player for us, but this guy's he's really worked hard. I mean, mm. physically, he his body has really changed. I mean, he is ready to go. Yeah. Um, he's, he's been very disciplined in the off season and I, I, I look for him to have a monster year. Okay. I really do. Nice. Um, and then I think we've, we've got, uh, Kyle Carter up the middle. Sure. Defensively. I think he's as good a shortstop as there is in the league. Yeah. Um, the Florida kid. So, and he's adapted to playing in the cold. Um, he can handle it better than I thought he would at the beginning of his career. <laughs> um, but just a very good defensive player. Um, G Torres, um, who's another good, he was, a, ended up being our starting third baseman right. last year when the lineup shook out. Yep. Um, I think our infield defense is going to be very good. I, I expect us to be very tight. Yeah. They just feed off each other. They know how to read each other. Um, and then I, I think on the mound, I mean, I think you've got Collins, uh, Foley coming back. Sure. I think you've got, uh, Brendan Smith, who I look to make a jump. Uh, Peter Schultz, another one right-hander that, uh, from Chicago that, a uh, good pitcher. He's his velocity has definitely spiked. He's 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 come up and coming. Um, Alex Simon will be a big part of our success. Does he move to that closer role? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, it's yeah. so early. Yeah. It's January. We'll see. Yeah. But he's got the makeup to do it. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, his I think he's in great shape. He's been working out really hard, and he says his arm feels great. Um, so I, I think we've got some good pieces. I think we're. We should compete. Another guy that we had a transfer come in, Christian Beal. Okay. Um, who another Midwest kid from Chicago and uh, transferred in from Miami of Ohio. Um, oh, so Division One transfer? Yep. Um, he played there? Nope, didn't oh. play there. He was oh. a recruited walk-on and just didn't work out. So, gotcha. Okay. Um, but he's um explosive player, dynamic player, can really run. Mm -hmm. um, fun to be around. He's high energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We may have to tone him down a little bit on the field, but we'll see. But, he's, but he, he, yeah, he baseball, runs, you gotta, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, have a little etiquette, you know, a little savviness. But he, uh, he's running a hundred miles an hour yeah. all the time. Yeah, he's great. He's great though. I love his energy, and and uh, I think he's really just kind of hit the ground running here since he's been at Bates. So um, it's good to see. But yeah, I'm excited. I think we've got a good a good crew of guys, and um, I think that we've um, we got the support staff and. Obviously, we have uh, an athletic director that's listening right now that uh, is a big baseball guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I know big he'll uh, he'll be following us and supporting us along the way. And um, I'm excited for what the spring has, has in front of us, yeah. All right, John Martin, thanks so much for joining us here thanks on the B-List. Don't forget. We'll see you next week. Yeah, Bobcat start February 19th.